0: I got all over me, I'm not going to lie. You're welcome. Yeah, and we're already off to a shitty start, but hey, you know what? That's where we go on this, guys. Uh, Welcome back to the Open Prairie Podcast. I'm here today with a raven, but it's not a Baltimore raven. It's a shitty red raven. We have Mr. Kale Harbor, the 28-year-old junior college football player. Been around the globe a couple times. We're going to talk today about his life journey and what has brought him here today to my show, Kel. It's good to see you, man.
1: Well, first off, fuck you, I'm 24, and uh, I guess I'm okay to be here. You're okay to be here?
0: It's okay. You know, nobody made you come. That's what she said. (laughs) (laughs) And we have a third person here. We have his (laughs) girlfriend slash... Whatever the hell else, he wants her to be <laughs> in the room also, but we've told her to keep quiet, because people are here to hear us, not her. Thanks, Trace. Anytime. Anytime. So, Kale, how's life been treating you, man? What's going on with you, man?
1: Uh, you know, life's been doing good. been down here for a couple of days now celebrate the 4th with you. Or,
0: but yeah, we got we got a little rough and rowdy on the 4th, folks, but not not a hangover today. No, 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 no. It took him a couple days to sleep that off, though. It did. It It took a day or two, but we had a hell of a time. We went to a concert. We went around and explored some shit. Had a grand of a time. But, anyways, but yeah, man, so for you guys that don't know, I met Kel on my junior college experience to the Hutchinson Community College. Kel was a freshman when I was a sophomore, so, you know, he looked up to me, but... Uh, that's just what I do I'm people's hero I can't help it I don't ask for this burden but I carry it out <laughs> and, and then Kel decided to leave and go to Coffeeville. but we're ooh, not going to get into that ooh. because that's you know we don't we're just not going to get into it ooh, some, some shit there and we don't feel like diving down the rabbit hole today <laughs>
1: but anyway so no we're definitely diving down that hole no we're
0: not about. diving down that fucking hole I refuse
1: bitch I'm Alice we're going down that hole did you say what? Alice in Wonderland yeah went down a rabbit hole Whatever
0: <laughs>
1: okay, fine, you mind.
0: Disney Princess want to be looking s o b she's not a Disney princess, I don't know what the hell she is, but that was a no pretty does. weird movie, especially when they brought it to life. It got real scary there.
1: That's just a great acid trip
0: I yeah, well, I don't do drugs, I don't know, I've only done it once. We've already talked about people with like this, If you guys if you know if people do drugs, that's cool, man. Whatever floats your boat, just don't abuse it, that's all we ask. But anyway, so that's a I, weird um, time in life. Kale doesn't do drugs, guys. Stayed, Not anymore. Stay in school. Yep. <laughs> but um, so Kale, man, you know, before you got into your football playing days, you know, you went to high school, graduated. When you were it took you a little bit, you were probably twenty one when you graduated. Just you know, uh,
1: I graduated on time. <laughs> okay, more than fine. I was eighteen. <laughs>
0: but after you know Kale's high school, he really didn't want to play ball anymore. But he wanted to get into rugby. So tell us about that, man, and how that went for you.
1: Well. First off, that's not true at all. Whenever I graduated, my initial plan was to gray shirt and try to go play at KU or whoever else would have me at the time. But well, uh, That went out the damn window, didn't it? <laughs> oh, Trace, you don't get me fucking started.
0: Hey, everybody knows my journey and my struggles. It's all right. I'm okay with it.
1: Mm.
0: I go to NAI. What you gonna What you going to say to hurt me? I admit it. I am an NAI athlete.
1: Took one position change to fix that. <clears throat> Anyways... <clears throat> Uh, once I graduated, I had a bunch of friends that were uh, rugby players at my school, and I was, to be honest with you, kind of tubby, so I wanted to play and lose some weight, run a lot. Turned out I was pretty fucking good, got named two-time All-American, made the uh, United States 20 and under team, and ended up playing on a club team up in Kansas City, and got to travel the nation, and get the shit kicked out of me for three years. Not too bad for a 6'6 six, six
0: looking cat. How oh. about that though, man, because rugby dudes look like they can, you know, get in the cage and go a couple rounds with some fighters and stuff they- all over the world because this is a fighters podcast too
1: because we love that shit. Oh, you know me. I grew up... Well, you know, I grew up with a fucking crazy best friend we wanted to be UFC fighters, so of course, but... uh Yeah, no, those motherfuckers, they, all they do is work out all day... Play rugby and then at night they're normally bouncers, so they love to fight. Anyways, so staying in shape is part of it.
0: Oh, for sure, for sure, but man. But it's extreme
1: shape to where you can run five miles or go power clean three hundred fifteen pounds for three.
0: Oh, I get it, man. But like, tell people like, because that's like just physically grueling. Like the stuff you have to do for that. I mean, you're playing football with no pads. Mm, essentially,
1: that, yeah, pretty much. It's and uh, dudes
0: wear spikes, and that can kill you.
1: <laughs> Uh, Yeah, so uh, let's see. Rugby is a better way to put It's like putting wrestling along with soccer because yeah, you have the aspect of football with the ball being passed and kicked and yada, 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 ball shape, whatnot. But for the most part, it's just a fucking wrestling match. Once you get someone on the ground, the real strategy and everything comes into like that tackle area. And, like, grabbing guys, being able to move them off of a pile and throw people around, that type of stuff, within rules. But, nah, funny story is my fucking third practice ever of rugby. I ended up on the ground, and I got my head stepped on, and the cleat almost went through my ear. And I ended up having to get my ear cauterized. And, uh, from then on out, I loved it. At
0: least you're not deaf. That would be, that'd be tough to do this podcast with a deaf guy
1: i'm getting there but You're that's there. just because i listen to my music too low and i true. like to shoot guns so
0: well everybody does for most people i know and yeah. i think you know we've, we've taken a trip to the range once or twice oh had a good little time. i know you <laughs> know <laughs> shout out to whatever the range is in mcpherson kansas because we had a hell of a time doing that the guy was pretty cool but you go into his you go into his little bunker it's it gets kind of sketchy and weird john wick vibes John Wick vibes, and this guy hasn't been outside since 1985, probably. But if you want to sponsor this podcast, sir, whoever you are, because I know you're listening out there, go ahead and throw it this way, because college athletes can get paid now, and it's all legal. So, let's go. Shout out to you. I could
1: have anyways, right? Shut up.
0: (laughs) No, it's a legitimate question. I, I don't know. I know now I can, and guess what? I've been pumping out emails and stuff trying to get a sponsorship like crazy. But it's hard to get them on the train when you go to a school with only you know less than a thousand people. But okay, I'll whatever. get Phil to sponsor you. Mm-hmm. I'll sell printers out there for Phil, old Phil. There you go. But anyway, so let's lead on to transitions to you know you played rugby, had your time there, did your thing in Kansas City, and then uh you know you just kind of had a change of heart and decided
1: to come play football.
0: What led you to that decision?
1: Uh, it was one drunken day after a rugby game when um. Last chance. You had just come out the uh, first independent season. It just came out, and I was sitting in the uh, living room with my dad watching it. And I, I'm uh, just sitting there going, I could do what these fuckers are doing. Yeah, I don't
0: know if I could play with that dude, but he's not he's not coach anymore. But that that show was about, you know. We've been on there a couple of times ourselves. We didn't lose on it, so hey, that's plus. But um, you went to uh. Hutchinson Community College, you know, what kind of led to your decision of picking that school when you could have went to, you know, Independence, or, you know, you're a Kansas kid, so obviously Butler was thrown in the mix, and, um, I mean, now you're at Coffeyville, but at the time, what led you go to Hutch, man?
1: Well, you know, my grandparents lived down there, my mom's side of the family is from down there, and uh, stars just kind of aligned, because... Around the point in time I was thinking about coming back, I was actually training for about six and a half months, going from you know 220 to putting all weight. I got all the way up to 275 of mainly muscle and a lot of fat. But uh, you know, my grandmother fell on some ice and broke her leg, and my granddad at the time had dementia, and you know, it just stars just kind of aligned. And Ryan Rose took uh, some sympathy on the fact that you know my granddad needed someone to look after him so he was just like yeah come take this scholarship and we'll see where it goes and if you're no good you'll still have the scholarship but you're just not going to play so
0: yeah i get that uh, tell us about how your first year was man you know being kind of a older dude hanging out with a bunch of 19 and 20 year old kids i mean how did that kind of work out for you hmm? um say whatever you feel
1: just don't talk a lot of shit yeah, I need to kind of censor myself here a little bit. But, um, <laughs> it was fun. It was, uh, very interesting because as I walked in and, you know, people are around, I started talking to kids and realizing that I am officially the old man. Or, uh, oh gosh, what's that guy's name? Captain America. What's his name? Steve Rogers? Yeah, I am technically the Steve Rogers of the place because I'm just the old man that's walking around. But um, it was very eye-opening to see how immature I would have been at that age interacting with people and just realizing that, yeah, when you're 18, 19, or even 20, you don't have any knowledge of what's actually going on in the real world. You just act like you do. And so that's why everyone automatically hates you. But you know, I mean, I was I thought I was a pretty well, likable
0: guy when I was nineteen and twenty.
1: But hey, whatever. Well, shut the fuck up. I'll get there. But uh all right, dickhead. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for letting me talk, you know, oh, man. I'm cats out of the fucking bag. Dang. Woof.
0: <laughs> Woo. <laughs> this podcast to turn into a fucking fight real quick. I <laughs> <laughs> swear to God, you'll just hear You won't I'll see the video because right we haven't started the YouTube channel. But you will hear the sounds of a brawl going on, and then you'll know what... If you hear some glass break and stuff, you know what the hell happened. Say when. Shut up. <laughs> I'm your huckleberry. Anyways, so back back to, you know, you with all the kids that well, are just out of high just, school, and you've been out for a while, and it, I mean, it is different.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm 22 years old walking in there, and everyone's obviously looking at me like, I'm a fucking alien, and it's really weird, and then you know, you run into a couple guys who act like you do and you just kind of want to mainly hang around them or you're trying to find the older guys but Hudge was a weird team where one of the only other older guys was an army guy who had severe PTSD and I didn't really quite honestly feel too safe around him sometimes. He's a good guy. He's a great guy but he, just, he was kind of lost upstairs every yeah, now and then. Every now and then just kind of disappeared off into wherever he was and didn't feel like opening up that can of worms, but, uh you know, obviously you and I became pretty good friends. And that's how you're on the podcast. Some days I just wish I would have ate that
0: bullet. I mean, hey, the guns always... Well, never mind, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I mean, we got a, a BB gun in the cabinet, of, you know. yeah, <laughs> You don't want to eat a copper. Little ball of copper, but whatever floats your boat. You know, some people are into that stuff. Not judge it. Just some people are into it. Nah, nah. People have weird fetishes nowadays. Just look at Netflix. Anyways, so you know you're at whips and
1: chains. What whips and chains?
0: Whips and no, I don't have whips and chains in my house. I'm not a monster.
1: Okay, candles. No. Everyone's into something, Trace. We're not going down that hole. <laughs> you brought it up,
0: not me. Whatever, you psychotic son of a bitch. Anyways, so, you know, you're at Hutch, you know, first year. We go, what, nine, ten and three? Ten and two? two? Ten and two. Ten and two.
1: Yeah, we lost two games. Uh, you know, um, <clears throat> our coaches sat there and blamed us for it, but it doesn't help the fact that they couldn't rein in their players after one game they started a brawl and half of them got DQ'd for two weeks, and hey, then... we won that brawl, by the way, for you folks listening. Oh, we definitely Bro, won that brawl. We,
0: we won that brawl. We won it. Fuck Buko. If Butler people are listening to this, we we fuck with you guys, too, heavily. You guys are cool. But at the time... But everyone on just, that
1: team's a D-bag.
0: Well, yeah. what You said fuck and shit and bitch and all
1: this. Why can't you say douchebag? Because sometimes when I say douchebag, I say it like douchebag.
0: Okay, yeah, you know like who that. says douchebag like that? Guys who are actual douchebags. Thanks for wanting to know one, brother. Hey, I've I've dug my grave and I've laid in it many times. I die on that sword every time. When you have stuff like this, you got to be willing to accept the fact what you are sometimes. Oh, I know what we're I am. Bu- we're building a brand here, and hey, everybody hey, loves this. Hey, you're not that guy, pal. I am that guy, <laughs> first off, before we try anything. <laughs> so, um... You know, you go 10-2, everybody, you know, in JUCO, it's a revolving door constantly with coaches and players and such like that. But, you know, in your case, man, uh, you decided that, you know, just for your career, it was just best probably that you just moved on and just transferred and not, it had nothing to do with, you know, like I said, we're not jumping down dark holes with talking crap about people we don't really know and know the whole story about (laughs) because, you know, they can't defend themselves. You got to be careful now in today's today's. Eric, because people will hear this and they'll be like, well, hold up, and then I have a whole war on my show and I don't want that because I don't want to go out to Kansas and oh, sit with okay, some old okay, man. Okay, I get it I get, it. I get
1: it. You want me to mute myself? Anyways, I get it. Okay, anyways
0: uh, no, I don't want you to mute yourself. I just, you know, we just got to be careful of what we say sometimes about that. I need subject. another beer. Well, grab another beer. There's a whole case. He's chugging a beer, folks. Shout out to Bud Light. You guys make great, have a great formula of wheat and Alcohol and such. I like how you get my phone all wet when you keep doing that. Great job. But um, anyways, it's a nice little crisp open. Hey man, college football players get paid now. You get the phone wet. I might be getting a new one next week. Just takes one person to believe in. (laughs) But uh, so Verizon. I appreciate that. (laughs) I don't know, man. AT and T, Sprint. I'm a T-Mobile type guy, man. It's cheap. It's affordable. Oh, you were
1: so Alabama. They're helpful.
0: You know what, guys? I'm going to go ahead and say this. Kel's from Missouri. He's not from the Kansas side, Kansas City side, or the, okay, the Kansas City side of Kansas. He's from the Missouri side with all the, you know, stuck-up people, but we love him for that. It's okay, but you know how I go on this. If you're going to talk shit about me, if you're going to dish it, you better be willing to take it, and this is what this is. Nothing <laughs> if, I said there was wrong. We'll, I just said you're so we're, Alabama,
1: it hurts. We are good
0: friends. We're just, you know, shooting shit right now, oh. but it's whatever. Anyways, so, you know, you, at Hutch, whatever, you decide it's better for your career to just move on. Take it, kind of take us through what led you to that decision of, you know, I just need to get out and I need to go to this other place that'll, you know, their scheme fits my skill set more and really helps me more with
1: exposure. Well, I mean, you pretty much just answered that for me. Sorry. Thank you. But, uh, yeah, I mean. I don't, never claimed I was a reporter. To, uh. Put it bluntly, I'm what, 6'7, 255 pounds, 260 during season. So, yeah, on a in good there. day. Well, at the end season, I'm around there. You're really 5'4. Oh, yeah. I forgot, I'm I'm a midget. Uh, <clears throat> but no, so I don't really fit the whole entire typical spread offense play style. I'm, I'm not the type of guy you want out in space. I'm not going to juke people out, outrun people. What I am going to do, though, I'm going to put my hand in my dirt and go one-on-one block your fucking power rusher, your best defensive end, and I'll be able to go take on any outside linebacker in a one-on-one block and pretty much beat any outside linebacker in a one-on-one route. But, you know, so I had to, during the whole entire COVID thing, while I was at home training and doing all this other stuff, I was kind of just shopping around a little bit without really, you know, Hudson known and I didn't really reach out to anybody but I just heard that, you know, Coach Liker was getting that job back and I kinda of went back and looked at the type of offenses he ran, I was like, Yep, that's where uh that's where I should go because that's the exact offense I need to be in. Yeah. Like, every now and then they're looking at potentially put me in space, potentially, but for the most part I'm attached to the line and Doing what I do best. Down blocking, base blocking, reach blocking, releasing to that linebacker. You know, stuff that every real tight end wants to do.
0: You're not a, Kel-
1: you're not a Kelsey type. Well, I mean, Kelsey's getting better at doing what he does. I'm more of a George Kittle. I feel like, that. Like, you go yeah. back and look at George Kittle Rob Gronkowski, they made their money because they can move someone off the ball. They only learned how to run routes and really catch after. Yeah. So that's what that. I'm doing now.
0: Yeah, and, you know, I think people get that lost in the whole with the whole transfer portal and how big it is nowadays. Like, yeah, there are some people that abuse it, and it's more so of the whole, you know, well, I'm a freshman, and there was a senior at my spot, or there's a guy that's been playing there for, you know, two years. And, I mean, we both went through it. Any school, every school that you, you know, if you're getting recruited is going to tell you anything to get you to go there. Oh, yeah. And then you get there, and it's kind of a reality check. But... You know, there's some guys in the transfer portal that they I mean, they really left for a adjusted reason of it's just, you know, the scheme didn't fit my skill set and at the end of the day you gotta do what's best for you. I mean, you know, we've seen you see coaches all the time oh, in sorry, this business. Well, <laughs> you yeah. see coaches all the time in this business that um you know, they get a offer for you know fifty thousand dollars more a hundred thousand dollars more they're out and it's just well, that's just the way the and world juco, works. it's
1: even like you get a pay raise of five grand and they'll leave because oh, yeah well you got that do five grand and juco is a big money you so. got to do what's best for your family and you know yours and that's in some places that's
0: a, that's the best best for them but um you know yeah that's with transfer and all that tell us about how this year went for you man how playing with the new squad went and what all you, you know, you got from those guys and how, you know, the differences between going to Coffeeville, who at the time when <clears throat> I was in high school and probably when, you know, maybe
1: right after you got done with high school, they were a junior college powerhouse. Oh, no. They weren't even a powerhouse. So... Dude, they won when, like
0: three national titles. Whenever
1: I was... Well, that, that was the thing. When you go back and you really look at their titles, they were all in like the 70s, 80s. Oh, well, then I got that they, wrong, folks. I didn't Well, here's the think thing. This. I'm sorry. They were, um... They're always competitive, like, always competitive, like, towards the top of the conference. And anyone who knows Juco football and really follows it, they know that the Kansas League is, you know, probably the best Juco league right now for football. Yeah. Well, obviously most competitive. A lot of people will argue Mississippi or maybe Texas. Anyone who says California can, quite frankly, just, in my opinion, quit following football because they're idiots. <laughs> it just takes one watch of that so-called last chance to you of that California team that was apparently a powerhouse to realize how bad that football is anyways um no they were always competitive throughout while I was in high school I mean my brother played there for a year then he transferred out to Highland but um it, yeah, they're always just competitive, competitive, and then, you know, they just went on a downward spiral real quick uh, for about three or four years because that coach. I mean, you get different coaches, and then they just kind of well, got in a rebuilding phase. Well, and... they weren't even getting new coaches. That coaching staff was all together for a while. The problem was is that their head coach, Coach Flores, God rest his soul because he just recently passed, uh, was dealing with a lot of cancer. Mm. And so he was so worried about his health, I feel like he didn't really um, have time or. And quite frankly, the energy to deal with that, yeah, like he was supposed yeah. to, or like he could whenever he was healthy, but you know it takes a village, thankfully, uh some of the coaches that he hired, like coach Oates and coach d j are in there now, and they're great coaches and I'll tell you what. You ever want to play offensive line in a JUCO? You go find wherever Coach Oates is at. and You can play for him because that son of a gun will get you going.
0: Well, my JUCO days are over, but you know
1: if he moves. Oh, up, I'm tell- but, I'm, tell- I'm on a podcast here. I'm not talking about you. We both know you probably should have played I've fullback. Ro- I've rode that horse, but yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um. Anyway, should have play fullback.
0: Whatever. You know what? We. Whatever. That life wasn't meant for me. <laughs> but um. You
1: know, uh, six foot one, two hundred sixty pounds, coming through a hole, blow someone up. Six two, bro. Six two. Don't. I'm cutting short. Sorry, I forgot your hair stands up. Hey, this is my fucking show. If I want to be 6'2,
0: I'm going to be 6'2. Okay. All right, you just got to go with it. I gave the people your justice. You're 6'6 six six and you're 26. Hey, that's all good. Bye oh, many.
1: my. <laughs> you know what? You're right. They are just going to hear some glass breaking in a second. I'm going to break something over your fucking head. You see, folks, it's getting a little salty. This
0: one you can, you know, you dish it out, but you can't take it.
1: Anyways. You're no longer my
0: brother. Well, it's whatever. You know, people gain. And I lose. now have four sisters. People gain and lose that stuff all the yeah. time. It's all right. But, um, you know, we'll go into – we'll transition from, you know, playing at Coffeyville and stuff like that. And let's kind of go into your off-season regiment. So if you guys know Kale, you know Kale likes to lift heavy weights and, you know, just train every day and all that. Do, do some James Harrison type shit. You'll see Kel out there pushing sleds with, you know, a thousand plates on it because, you know, that's just what he does. He has the endurance for it. But some of us, you know, like me – you have four surgeries before you're twenty. Uh, before you're twenty two, and you just get real brittle. So that program doesn't really.
1: Some my follow your genetics, suck. Me.
0: I mean, I can't help that. God picked the life for me. I didn't pick it. No but, cartilage but, left, huh? Whatever, yeah. it, it happens. Can I you
1: happen. even scratch your back? No, but yeah, you know what? who but, needs
0: to? Yeah. You, they, they people. You can pay people to do that nowadays. Believe it or not.
1: <laughs> it just takes money, baby. Just takes money. Just takes I'm money. Just baby.
0: On the money, <laughs> but. You know, let's
1: go into kind of, you know, your
0: training and stuff, because I'll give you this. You are one of the hardest working dudes I know, man. And just what you, you know, what you kind of, not necessarily get out of it, but, you know, kind of what you, all you put into it and what's important to you regarding that stuff.
1: Uh, Let's see where to start. So first and foremost for me, and especially because of, The sport I play and because of how my genetics ended up and all these other things that aligned, I believe, first and foremost, that it's uh, just explosion. I trained to be the most explosive person on the field at all times. I believe that if I can beat you out of your stance, that I will win that rep every single rep. And for me, it's not through doing, you know, med ball throws or like these stupid jumps that I see a lot of people doing. I don't, I personally don't believe that builds explosion. All that teaches you is how to jump farther or higher. I believe in doing real power cleans or hand cleans along with heavy squats. But your squats can't be slow. They have to be fast. So you have to learn to how like tempo them. So... In all reality, I probably gonna need to bar with five hundred pounds and squat that, but it's gonna be a slow, slow rep. I want it to be fast. There's no reason to move slow in the weight room. You want to move fast because you're moving fast on a field, and everything you want to do, you want to do fast, but you want to do it, you know, heavy and properly. It's about finding that right balance. And as far as pushing stuff, yeah, if you can find a sled and you can push heavy weight, you're gonna move people, but. Like I said, it's about finding balance. And if you don't find that balance or I mean, if you don't know how to train properly or... You know, right now a bunch of guys are really into like having these bodybuilder physiques and trying to play football. And it's like, you can't move. Mm-hmm. You, you physically cannot move. And there's no point in you benching wide whenever every single time you go to shoot your hands. They have to be narrow. Yeah. So sure. I only close grip.
0: And that really, I think, it really follows, like, not, I mean, not necessarily every position. But, you know, talking about the whole, I mean... We're in such a... With football, it's such a day and age of, you know, size, and they talk about all that. And, you know, recently, um, I guess when uh, the Eagles went to training camp, you know, Devontae Smith is with the Eagles now, and he's... And people... He was, you know... Somebody asked him about his size in it, and he said, you know, it's not... We're not bodybuilders. We're football players. Yeah. Well. And, and you see the stuff he does. I mean, the guy is, you know, looks like a stick really walking. If you see him in person, he looks like... Really does. I mean, he's just... Lanky and skinny and stuff, but a lot of his is just you know, explosion, 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 speed, and that's really important in football, especially you know, playing, and when you're playing on the line of scrimmage, of you know, it helps you gain leverage and really be able to move people out of holes and learn how to sink your hips and stuff like that. I mean, it all doing that kind of lifting all translates, you know, to like you said, you want to find lifts that help translate to you know your kind of playing style and what position you play and stuff like that and it's important to do that because I mean it yeah, you know, you see tons of guys, I mean, we've talked about it, they're guys that, you know you could take guys that yeah, they can go in there and bench six hundred pounds or, you know, oh, squat seven hundred pounds, but when they I've get on the field they can't squat. move anybody.
1: I've seen guys who squat a metric shitload and it doesn't matter because they don't know how to use their strength. Oh because they don't. They Everything that they've always only done has been correlating back to what can I do to get stronger in the weight room. It's not what can I do to improve what I'm doing on the field. And like I said, I don't care if you get underneath the bar. Or you squat eight hundred pounds. You squat eight hundred pounds. Good for you. I know you're strong. But how fast is that weight moving? Are you really focusing on draining those hips through towards the top, or mm-hmm. are you bending over majority of the way and doing a good morning?
0: Yeah, and I think and on just- your
1: power cleans, are you actually? focusing on like that speed from your like you know knee up yeah or you just you got to have functional strength going slow
0: to be to be great at the sport you got you really and really I mean most sports you play you got to have functional strength in everything that you do and you know that's why it's important to do all that stuff like you know I do a lot of I mean me and you do the same stuff I do a lot of uh power cleans and hand cleans and uh squats and stuff like that because really it's you kind of I mean, if anybody who's ever you know you've had to block somebody, it kind of does put your body in an uncomfortable position. And the best way that you translate that is to you know doing squats where you know you're going below parallel and doing hand cleans. And instead of you know everybody when they you see a lot of kids and guys now that just they don't really teach it, but when you see kids, a lot of kids in today's and today's day and age when they do hand cleans, you know you don't see them catching the bar and getting working under getting underneath the bar. They just try to explode it all the way through the. uh ceiling so they don't really have to bend and it just really at the in the long run it hurts you more than it helps you.
1: Well I I actually like seeing kids who try not to fall too far under. I won't like for instance, I will never fold clean. If I feel like I have to put on a weight to where I have to fall on the way under, it builds nothing regarding football. It just shows how strong I am. It it pretty much shows how flexible am I and how strong I really am in my front squat and my deadlift. That's all I feel. Like, can I deadlift this far enough and then shrug it up and then snap under the bar quick enough and catch it and then have the leg strength to stand back up with it in order to complete this lift? That's all that shows me. I want to catch the ball no further down than maybe maybe a third of a front squat. If I break parallel, I've gone too far. I caught it too low. I want to catch it like a third down, and then from there, that's a good power position. That's a natural position in football. If you're ever lower than a third down, you're in a stance and you're already into someone or hitting someone. If you ever get lower than that, it's because you guys have already hit and you get a chance to resync and you get to drive. You get lucky. But if you catch the bar, for instance, whenever I'm keeping the bar light and I'm thinking about speed and getting it to the top, I'm trying to catch that thing almost straight-legged almost straight leg like you want a little bit of bend because you catch that straight leg you're going to hurt yourself mm-hmm. but uh, no the majority of the problem today is also whenever you see people training I I love to watch these guys they're like oh I'm, I'm so explosive I'm so this I'm so that and I, they're like look how much I can deadlift and they'll throw like I don't know I saw some dude hex bar deadlifting 700 pounds but it was slow and it was Sluggish and it took him forever to get it started off the ground. I looked at him and I was like, dude, just go to a straight bar and learn how to power clean properly because you are in lineman, A defense and offensive lineman. your hand is in the dirt. You have to think about that. You are instantly low. Power clean puts you low, and it teaches you how to move fast. As a linebacker, I would say, yeah, learn how to hand clean. Learn how to hand clean really good. Don't just go to the knee. Go slightly below the knee whenever you're hand cleaning, and then pull from there because that is your stance as a linebacker. Safeties, corners, don't know what to tell you. Wide receivers, don't know what to tell you. We play, you'll you'll we play figure in it out box. eventually, we right? We play in the box. We don't you'll, play anything outside the box. Well, what I'm saying is I would say probably hang cleans for them too. But running backs, fullbacks, QBs, hang cleans. Some majority of fullbacks, I would like to start seeing power clean because, you know, you need to get low coming into that hole. If you don't, that linebacker's kicking you out. Yeah. but I mean... I think that's the main thing to do. A lot of guys like to get into the whole entire things of what they see on YouTube, where they see these guys with superb genetics, just freak genetics, like Chase Young. Chase Young should not look the way how he looks with how he trains. You really going to watch those videos of how he trains doing lunges with 135? Don't get me wrong, it is amazing like how he's able to stay so firm and tight and so smooth with 135 as he lunges. If I'm lunging... I'm doing 185, and I am trying my hardest every single lunge because I'm trying to focus on that explosion through. I don't... But, like, I rarely lunge. There's no need to lunge. I will never find myself in a split position like that in football. And if I do, it's because I severely messed up. Yeah. (laughs) And I am getting... did not do your job. And I am getting... Flat backs. I'm getting a face mask put in my chest and I am on my ass. Mm-hmm. It makes no sense. It, it just. I'm on. Yeah, the majority of training today is just getting out of hand.
0: It, it is getting out of hand. You see a lot of dudes that they just well, see. Well, for stuff.
1: instance, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry doing the push ups on that band with a chain around his neck and a Busso ball. It, You know what it does? It does a really good job at strengthening his stabilizer muscles in his arm and his core. Mm-hmm. Good. I understand that. I understand what they're working for. At the same time, I think it's a waste of time. There's so many other things. Go grab dumbbells. Learn how to dumbbell bench properly. Don't get all wide with it. Don't tear out your shoulders. Learn to keep them tight. You want to learn, work on stabilizing muscles. You want to really get a good core. Oh, my goodness. Good core means everything. You want to get a really good core. Learn how to do proper planks. And learn how to dumbbell row properly. You learn how to dumbbell row properly. It'll make your core so much better. Because you are literally sitting there. In a almost like Flat backed position with your legs out from under you, you have to engage your core to pull this weight And you have to Trying to keep your shoulders square You'll have the strongest core You've ever had Granted it's not going to be a pretty core Again we're not bodybuilders We're not physique models But for instance I, If I ever walk around I have a six pack It's because I purposely cut weight to get to there And it makes no sense for me to look that way Would I love to look that way? Yes does it correlate to football no not really yeah like no apps no way whatsoever and most of those guys who walk around are like oh you know i look like this naturally good for you good for you i'm talking about the 99 percent other percent of fucking football players in the nation world whatever you want to put it that don't have the genetics to naturally have a six pack or perfect pecs or whatever it's a waste of time yeah leave it in the past. A lot
0: of training is genetics, but you can work hard and get where you want. But you know what? We'll move on from the training now because we're starting to jump into that little hole a little bit and people don't some people probably listen to this and be like, "I don't know what the hell they're talking about." But you know what? If you don't know what we're talking about, look it up. Google has every exercise known to man on there. You just got to be willing to type in the words. For some people, that might be a challenge. For some people, it might not be. But Only if
1: you're illiterate we, you or know, from Alabama.
0: We keep talking. Whatever. You keep saying from Alabama. Again, you're from Missouri. I don't respect How many times that have you texted me you for a say. workout? Uh, uh, quite a bit. Yeah. That's because I, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking. I was lost back then.
1: Oh, that's right.
0: I am found. Because I'm your brother. Oh. Well, you said we weren't, but it's whatever. But anyways, you know, you keep talking about genetics. <laughs> All these guys look like, you know, freaks and stuff like that. Which, yeah, that's cool and everything. But you know what? You, you come from a pretty genetic line yourself. Somebody in your family was definitely a Sasquatch. And we're going with this, children. We're going to lead into America's favorite topic nowadays is conspiracy theories. And if you know Kale, you know he has some pretty fuddy-duddy conspiracy theories. So I'll just let you go. I might not talk much in this conversation. I'll let y'all sit back and just... Listen to it, cause frankly it sounds like a load of bullshit. But you know what? You find humor in the little things. So you know we'll go into this. So Kale, do you believe that there's Bigfoot?
1: And what is he? Oh, okay. So first off, it's not a load of bullshit. Second off, it's been scientifically proven that there are different dimensions. For instance, what dimensional plane do you think we live on? Kale, I don't know. I don't live life in a Marvel movie. It's not a Marvel movie. It's an actual thing. There are different dimensional planes. We live in the fourth dimension. It's a physical representation of where we live. We live in the fourth dimension. Correct?
0: I, I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I play football. Oh my and God. I do a podcast on the side.
1: <laughs> okay, anyways. We live in the fourth dimension. That, that's all you need to know. That there's just different dimensional planes. You right? mean like there's a 3D dimension? Or no, 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 out no, no. The there's a third the dimension. No, time? no, no. What I'm saying is that there's a third dimension, there's a fourth dimension, there's a first dimension. All right, jump on. Is Bigfoot real or is he not? Bigfoot's definitely real. What is Bigfoot? Goodness gracious. Okay, Trace. You want <laughs> you want to embarrass me so badly in front of people? I'm I don't not, care. We're
0: not going down the rabbit hole of how many dimensions there are. I am or...
1: explaining what I believe he is. Okay. okay? So, Explain first it. off. Let's go. The reason why I believe that no one's been able to actually capture physical evidence of quote unquote Bigfoot. is because I don't think he's a thing of this dimension, if that makes sense. No different than UFOs. I don't believe they're a thing of this dimension. There's a reason why a UFO can go from being there one second to gone the other second. It's not physically possible for them to reach the amount of speed that it would take because of the amount of force it would take to reach that speed. They would physically rip apart and die. It doesn't matter what the being is made of. Scientists have disproven this and proven this over and over and over again unless their technology is so far advanced that we can't physically understand it i believe that they're moving from one dimension back to our dimension to another dimension in order to travel in between space and time in their current dimension now the reason why this sounds crazy is because you with how dimensional travel works so a lot of people are claiming or a lot of scientists are trying to figure out right now is the fact that like in our dimension, the span between let's say Kansas to Alabama where we're at where we're at right now, right could be Correct. technically Orange Beach, Alabama well, yeah, but could be technically shorter in a different dimension by we might only take let's say ten steps in another dimension, we could travel that same amount of distance. So that's what scientists believe are like starting, like they're starting to believe that these are like occurrences that are happening. Because, yes, I know a lot of people think, like, oh, yeah, hey, the UFO did this and he goes, shoom, right? And they, we do have videos of it going, shoom, but a lot of the times, whenever it's doing that, it's, it's kind of hard to explain because they'll say that it's like that speed up that we see is it just entering into that gateway into that other dimension that is taking it and, like, I don't know, kind of teleporting it into space and time. So in you're and saying our world is an airport. Pretty kind big. of. <laughs> well, kind of, but not really at the same time. So, for instance, um, okay, let, let's put it like this. Have we ever actually seen true video footage, especially nowadays, whenever we have all these high-tech cameras and everything, of a Bigfoot close-up? No. Well, If you watch what the we Sasquatch have seen,
0: show on Hulu, they claim to have one. I don't know. But I'm going to dive into my theory on the whole thing. But you go on. They have that one, but I don't know if it's believable or credible.
1: No, no. See, that's the problem. Because it's lot made of in, these... like
0: 1970. And that Bigfoot looks very high definition for it to be 1970.
1: I, I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, that one's a load of crap. <laughs> That no, was definitely a dude dressed up. I'm talking about the uh, heat signatures that we have. The heat signature videos of. the dude's been lost out in the woods for, God knows, 30 years.
0: Grew all hairy, got taller and shit.
1: Yeah, no, it's just some <laughs> coal miner coming out. Yeah. No, it's some dude definitely dressed up in a gorilla suit that was walking about trying to make himself look like bigger than what he was. That
0: was a big ass gorilla suit.
1: <laughs> yeah, that exactly. That was a big ass dude. Wasn't even those idiots that claimed that they killed Bigfoot and they tried to sell it off to Yale a couple years ago? Remember that?
0: I do remember that. Yeah. Anyway, I think it was Yale Bigfoot, (laughs) interdimensional being. Okay. Here's why. Here's why. Here's
1: why I believe it is because you get these, you know, thermal cameras going, and you will see what I actually believe to be a Bigfoot coming out and moving right, and the second he goes behind a tree, he disappears forever. He never comes out from behind that tree. It doesn't matter if the tree is in the middle of nowhere or what's going on, right? So he will appear from nowhere and disappear behind nowhere. Now, obviously, yes, it can be faked. It can be all this. But here's the problem with where that camera is set up, they go and take someone whose average size, let's say six foot one, right? Sure. If you're a bigfoot six you, foot one, I, we'll go with it. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is, is, like an average person who's like, I don't know, average guy who's like six foot right and you put him in the same spot and you keep the camera in the same spot there's a drastic size difference and not just a size difference between let's say you and my little brother who's seven three it's a size difference of like almost two of you okay so first off there's no possible bipedal being in this world that we have where it would be you know able to put off that heat signature at that height or that size even with camera manipulation and everything <clears throat> and not only that in order to like even go through the efforts of faking it would cost i would say thousands of dollars and not really worth it because it really proves nothing like it just proves you're kind of a jackass so it, it makes no sense to go through that effort that's why i honestly believe that it is a interdimensional beings per se because it just because of how it seems to appear and disappear and but like all the evidence we have of it of like you know this rotting stench flesh or this like this uh, smell of just rancid disgustingness could also be explained through the whole entire aspect of like those are those gateways opening up and we just aren't used to those smells coming through because what could smell normal to us and our dimension could be in another dimension, rancid and terrible and disgusting. Per se, it, it's it's a whole it's a whole rabbit hole, and we'll have Bill Nye
0: on here next week to explain some of this shit. I got lost. Try, try Neil deGrasse but Tyson. Think, he does you think, it better. You think you think Bigfoot's real? And I. You know, I respect your opinion and shit like that. If You here's say
1: this, he's not real after this conversation that we've had. We've had this conversation hundreds of times. I uh, the
0: the dimension thing that might be good. That's that's a question. Whenever I meet the big man, at, I'll ask him that for you. Okay? Or if you're there? If I get if I get there before you do, I'll ask him.
1: Oh, trust okay. me, i will meet him first.
0: But <laughs> here's my thing with Bigfoot, man. If there was Bigfoot, if he's not a dimensional being, like you know, with all this technology we have, and you have like deforestation going on everywhere and all this i'm just saying with how long i said the bigfoot's been going around with the way technology is advanced and we can find a motherfucker in a cave in two hours that we need if we really need to find him we could find the son it it should not take us this long to find this son of a bitch but here's also my thing why it just doesn't really sound believable about bigfoot is that and it's just like he might be but it's just if you're gonna tell the story of bigfoot and people who witnessed him i'm just saying if you're paying them if you're not paying them you got to come up with a better storyline, because me and my co-host, Nick, have talked about this, who I will get into it after I explain this, because he tried to get me to believe in some other bullshit, which is completely I don't believe in, but it's every time these people tell these stories about Bigfoot, and I saw Bigfoot, it always goes of, yeah, man, I was hanging out in the woods by myself. At like 2.30 in the morning, my first question as a normal human being living in America or, you know, just on this earth, what the hell are you doing out in the woods at 2.30 in the morning by yourself? Or it's the case of, well, you know, I was taking a... I was smoking a blunt dipped in acid, and I was just sitting there chilling. And next thing I know, this big ass hairy individual came and just walked past my tent and rattled some shit around. So it's just—I just think they can find better people to tell these damn stories because well, I'm not going to believe somebody drugged up out of their well, mind that they saw Bigfoot. I just—that just doesn't float with me. <laughs> and that uh, I respected your opinion. You can respect mine. I, I Bigfoot am. might be real. He might not be. I don't know. I, but it's just a little I, load mm. of shit that people try to give us is a bunch of bullshit.
1: Here's the thing, um, everything I just said didn't have to do anything with the lonely pothead or attention seeker. It had to go off of physical, real evidence. Don't. A majority of the people are no different than a majority of the people today that are just looking for fame because they're just going to accuse someone of something or say they did something or say they saw something when they really didn't. A lot of people in the real world are what we call liars. That There's is a lot of liars in the world. A lot of attention whores. Politician. Yes, politicians. <laughs> it doesn't matter what side they are on your own. Anyways. Dude, you got I'm not side. saying I, wait, that what you're saying is wrong. What I am saying, though, is I'm going based off of real physical evidence oh, and I real evidence from multiple different just, sources of all the same thing happening on a different scale but repeatedly, over and over it's and over just, and you over gotta, again.
0: Where, uh, What I'm talking about is just, you know, you see all these shows and stuff on it, and it's just the people they have on there. Especially if you go in on Hulu and type in the show uh, Squatch, and they talk they I, have okay, all these potheads yes, and stuff about finding Bigfoot, and I, it's the most BS yes, thing. I know. I, my dad and I watched it for a while there. But, listen,
1: mm. but, yeah, I get For a that. while there, we believed it
0: wasn't real but because it, of that. So do you think the Loch, stuff like the Loch Ness Monster is the same thing? Because I'm going to be honest with you. Nessie, you know, Aliens... Should be big or you know, aliens. I'll say this aliens and Bigfoot. I don't know, like this monster, definitely not fucking real.
1: Well, not real anymore. Back in the time, I believe it was probably one of the last prehistoric animals to exist. Well, besides alligators and crocodiles, but I believe it was probably the last known picture of probably a dinosaur because we've had skeletons and everything wash up. Well, hold on, China pulled one out not too long ago. And it, like, they actually had it out of the water, and it was a decomposing skeleton. So, that means the thing was relatively freshly dead, but it smelled so bad they had to throw it back into the ocean. Like, that was worldwide news. So, there might be stuff like that out there, but I believe Nessie was, quote-unquote, was a real thing. Do I believe it's around anymore? No. Do I think that picture that was taken of it? Several pictures. Well, I bl- I'm talking about the original picture. I'm not talking about all the other ones. All the other ones are probably hoax and BS. I'm talking about the real original picture where the guy would have no reason to fake that. You know? Because that's where the legend started from. Of course. I, I believe that one was probably real. But I, I think the Man. thing died. Because it's a lock. Like, there's no, like, where it's at by now they would have found it.
0: I would have found it. I but do agree with I, that I
1: do believe I do believe something well, was living there. Just, I think it died. Here's my thing. It's just with like it, the whole or if it was towards monster. the end of its life and it died, and that's why the dude was able to snap a picture of it because the thing was sick and doing whatever it does.
0: The legend of Loch monster, you know, everybody it lives in lakes, all this and that. Here's my thing, man, and maybe in prehistoric times, I don't know, I wasn't alive back then. <laughs> you know, I bet it was a sight to see, but here's my thing: people that try to say the thing's real now, okay, the thing lives in lakes. Is what they say where they find this son of a bitch that he lives in a motherfucking lake. Now, think of it in a lake, what is big enough to feed this son of a bitch? Nothing!
1: Well, you know I'm how, It's a lock. Uh, whatever, I don't give a shit. Well, no, no, no a, they're, they're, it, there's a difference between People it's, describe it's, it as a, a lake. Sea fed, okay. It's a sea fed sea body fed. of water whatever. that turns into a lake over period I mean, a period the, of time, they're,
0: they're saying things the size of motherfucking megalodon. That's just no. Anyways, cool. and two, you know, water levels and the way the ecosystem is, I don't know. Again, I'm not, you know, a scientist. I don't ever claim to be. But with how it just changes, like all those things, yeah, it would be dead by now. We would have found it. So I don't think Nessie's real. But, you know, what I do think is real those Disney conspiracies are very convincing. Oh, yeah.
1: Walt Disney <laughs> might be hidden under a ride in California. Well, no, he definitely is. He never got properly buried. He definitely got. M- like, not necessarily mollified, but I do think he was frozen. Everybody says there. he's frozen and they're going to bring him back to life. No, you know, you can't bring people back to life.
0: That's just not the way it works. Well, have Especially you watched Futurama? Have we're, you? Jesus, we're not comparing <laughs> real life to a cartoon. We're not comparing that, but yes. Disney, Disney conspiracies, that's a dark hole. <laughs> you want to go down that dark hole? I'll be mean, more than happy to go down that dark hole. And we can for a little bit if you want. I don't know how long this podcast is going to run, but you know what? We'll just go with the flow. But yes, we can
1: for a little bit. So, which one are you talking about? Are you talking about Peter Pan and the Lost Boys? Because everyone knows they're I'm dead. I'm not talking about the Everyone cartoons. knows they're dead. I'm talking about the real thing, man. Like,
0: the real stuff. Like what? Like, Disney is plotting to control the world. Well,
1: they already are. Like, little do we realize, you know what they own. They own ESPN. They own a majority of stakes in Fox. They own a majority of stakes the, uh the uh, news outlets that we watch. They own a large majority of pretty much everything that we consume, and we don 't even realize it, little do we realize Disney's actually a real monopoly, and they control almost everything we see. You know that right now i do no like it 's not even like a a theory or anything like that. They control a majority of like entertainment or um, through sister companies where they control majority of the news that we see a lot of it's controlled through Disney and Disney. True is now controlled by not just one person like it was with walt disney but it's controlled by a whole entire what's it called a board right and you can look up who the board of disney is and ceo and all this and that but at the end of the day disney's messed up big time like really really look at the stuff that they're pushing out there now for kids to watch
0: it's I have, man. Up. I watched the movie it, Soul, and it went
1: way too deep for an animated movie. Oh, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the stuff that they put on the Disney Channel, or I believe they own parts of Nickelodeon now, because they bought out a majority of, um, uh, who ran Nick for all those years. I don't know. It Just Nick? Yeah. Well, Some then, guy named Nick. Okay, well... We'll go yeah. with that. No, it wasn't through Nickelodeon. Oh, he's some guy named Nick to us. This is my show. Yeah. Well... <laughs> You know, they're putting on, you know, transvestites up there telling kids it's okay and telling them about pride and all this and that. Well, uh, quite frankly, I believe kids should just be kids and they should figure that stuff out as they grow up on their own. I, I agree. I agree. We're allowed to have... Trace, opinion. if you looked at me one day and said that you were a girl, I'd be like... Well, you don't have to ever worry about that because I'm definitely not going to do that. Well, here's the thing. I would look at you and tell you, well, I'm happy you finally figured that out, but at the end of the day... Um, I don't think you would not say that. I'm calling... Him- cap as the kids would say well i would say trace are you sure you're a girl and if you said yes i'm sure i'm a girl i would tell you well first off you should probably go to a mental ward and get yourself looked at um and then second off if you ever decide to cut off your diddly parts just remember you can never orgasm ever again that normally changes a lot of training's minds <laughs> i guess it does i don't know i, never I don't think, I don't, like think I don't think a lot of doctors really sit there and tell them hey once those diddly parts go away uh There's no more than an orgasm. A lot of people are kind of chasing that. (laughs) Like, for instance, Bruce Jenner, the most famous. I like how we started on Disney Conspiracies. Now we're talking about trannies. But, you know what? Because it's it's not my fault Disney had a tranny on there teaching kids about Pride Month. I I don't know,
0: man. I don't control the TV. (laughs) But, yeah, man, there's a lot. I mean, you look in anything. There's a lot of deep. I mean, you know, we have the the show one. We can always talk about Christopher Robin. Uh, You can go into that hole if you want to, I guess. We're already here.
1: Well, I mean Tell your people the all, theory of Christopher so, Robin. And out, the we all know that uh right, Peter Pan and the Lost Boys are just dead kids and how we're going very dark right now. And how uh, the two brothers to Wendy died and they all got taken off to Neverland and Wendy had to go through there and save her two brothers and bring them back to life. That's the whole entire quote unquote thing of Peter Pan. Okay. What not? Yes. Anyways, the conspiracy theory behind Christopher Robin is in the original Christopher Robin, he's a twelve-year-old boy with schizophrenia. <laughs> just hear me out. And his. uh... And I'm his, sorry, I don't mean to laugh. I know, just, I know. We're talking
0: about a children's cartoon. I know, taking a completely a, a tw- dark turn into left field. He's a
1: twelve-year-old boy with schizophrenia, and he and his stuffed animals are repeatedly telling him to go into the Hundred Acre Woods. Which is inherently a, like an, At like, least they
0: were nice to him. Well
1: what I'm saying is <laughs> it's like it's inherently like a happy place and then as you farther you go along into it especially if you ever really watch Winnie the Pooh it's part of the 100 Acre Woods is really messed up and dark and evil. And, and you know what he found? Fucking Bigfoot. We just tied it in together right there. Maybe. But for all we know his schizophrenia is trying to get him killed. We Jesus, don't know. Jesus Christ. For all we know Hey Hooper might be a Satanist. Just saying.
0: Turn I think that's there. your opinion. I think everybody else thought the animals on that show were very nice and kind to the boy. I don't know, man. Tigger kind of put on some weird vibes. <laughs> I mean, I,
1: I, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you want to know something messed up? What's the only female character on that show?
0: Kids, crystal meth is a hell of a drug. No,
1: no, no. What's the only female character on that show?
0: I don't know. It's mom? I don't know.
1: No, no, no. Christopher Robin's mom never shows up. What's the only female character? You act like I watch this stuff all it's the time. It's Kanga. Kanga. It's not even Rabbit. What the hell? You, is would, it? you would think Rabbit was the female with how he talks and acts and everything like that. You would think Rabbit's the female. Or Piglet. Piglet might be a female. Nope. They're all dudes. Making a bunch of fucking betas.
0: All right. You know what? Well, I, I, no, I, no, 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 no. I feel like ending this here. I don't know where to really go with that. But anyways...
1: Yeah. Moral of the whatever. story is don't trust Disney. They're a bunch of. Moral the story is
0: no. Moral of the story is don't tr- d- Don't have stuffed animals they'll tell you to go in the woods. It's, is Kale's belief. That's that's
1: <laughs> what the hell's going on here. Well, yeah, you're gonna have a you're gonna have a scenario where your little boy walks out that door and he's never gonna be seen again. He always talking came with- to Winnie the Pooh and Piglet. Woo!
0: He always came back from
1: the show, don't man. Don't bother. But whatever. <laughs> anyway.
0: Jesus Christ! Where have we gone with this? I, what have I unleashed out of the damn bag?
1: Well, I mean, this is just the tip of the iceberg, people.
0: We're not getting the whole damn iceberg. This show is not going to turn into the damn Titanic. Just R.I.P. the Titanic. Shout out to the Titanic, greatly,
1: greatly built boat. Just <laughs> in, that we in, we in. Watch, in that movie we watched. In that movie we watched, apparently, is George Washington singing.
0: Hey, you know what? If you watch the look, here's my here. Look, here's my thing. If you watch. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! The, the movie sponsor us. I can't even remember the name, so I can't give them a shout out. But here's my thing with the Titanic. shout out. Here's my thing with the Titanic. If you if you, you can turn this, you can turn negatives into a positive in anything in your life. You can take a negative, wait, wait, negative, wait wait wait. Wait, wait, it, wait, 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 No, let Tom me finish. On, I on, didn't on, interrupt on, you on. when you got no, to no, speak. No, no, no. This Tom is my on, show. On, You're not going to interrupt no, 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 the host. No, 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 this no, no, is no, bullshit. I'm not
1: interrupting you. I'm not interrupting. This has to do with the Titanic. There's. There's a theory out there now that the Titanic didn't actually sink; that it was its sister ship that was older. Kelp, the Titanic definitely no, 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 sunk. no, no, no. You go look at the pictures of them; they look almost identical. The Titanic's just a little bit bigger. So there's a there, there's literally a theory out there Kale, that the, the sister ship sunk. sank, but the Titanic is still like didn't sink because here's why: all the competitors of the guy who built the Titanic were on that boat, and the guy who built it wasn't on the Titanic that day. Because Maybe he got he, the flu. Well, no, no, that's the thing. He purposely said, oh, I am sick, to get off of it. And then guess what? Do you, do you know this the guy from a personal s- standpoint? The thing sank. Are you going to tell me that it was just by coincidence that all of his business competition was on the boat and he wasn't whenever it went down? I don't know, Kale. wasn't there. Are you going to think that he actually sank? Like, the most technologically advanced ship of the time actually sank because it hit an iceberg? You know, things that they knew about that they went past hundreds of thousands of times? No! That was the first voyage on that boat, I don't know.
0: Not the first time the captain's probably been up there. I don't know, he could have had a bad day. I'm just saying. (laughs) You you opened up this wormhole. You you ruined my whole point of taking negatives and turning them into positives. I was really coming in with something right there and you just interrupted the host. But now it has you thinking. Where has my show gone? No, it doesn't have me thinking. The Titanic sunk. All that other crap is a load of shit. (laughs) (laughs) It's a part of history. It happened. The damn boat sunk. It went in the bottom of the damn ocean. There wasn't no sister boat and competition and all this shit. No, the boat just miraculously sunk. But back to where I was going. We take negatives and we turn them into positives. Titanic. Sad movie. Correct. Yes, it is sad. But, if you watch it in reverse, it's what it's really about? A miraculous boat that comes out of the bottom of the ocean and saves a bunch of people. <laughs> if you watch it, from, if you look at it from that angle. If you want to have a good day.
1: Alright. In all reality, Titanic really about up. how women are more selfish than men because there's definitely enough room for Jack on that door. You, you
0: have turned my podcast into something that I did not want it to turn to. This is taking a dark turn. <laughs> We started with Bigfoot and now we're on Titanic and how Christopher Robin could have been on the Titanic boat with his schizophrenia and all <laughs> the stuffed animals telling him to go into the woods. And I, now look where we are. I'd watch that movie. You have. I
1: would watch that movie.
0: This, I'm going to be honest, this might be our last podcast, but I'm just going to be honest. I might be banned on air for a while <laughs> or I'm going to be recovering in a mental health ward from this stuff because, you know, Kale's brought to my attention about Disney and, you know tranny movement, and Christopher Robin's schizophrenia, and how the boys in Neverland all got killed, and yeah, they were all on the Titanic, and they were part of a business monopoly of competition, and you know who all this points (laughs) back to? The guy who owned the Titanic, I guess. He was an evil person. I don't know. I wasn't there, but this is according to Kale. He was an evil person. He was in it with Disney, even though he killed off half their characters and took advantage of a poor little boy who had schizophrenia. But whatever. Anyway. (laughs) Don't believe me. Look it up. I don't think people are going to look that up because you want to know why? I think people
1: have come to believe with the Titanic fucking sunk. <laughs> it's not that hard to remove paint and paint a new name on a ship. Just saying. Especially if they look oddly similar.
0: You know, maybe having a fight on this episode would have definitely went better than what this has turned into. But right. whatever. Whenever
1: you get a camera, we can actually do YouTube. I'll fight you. Oh,
0: no. That's not going to happen because I don't know if I'm ever going to have you back on here. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, talking about fighting, i transition transitioned everything very well. I'm saving this sinking ship, unlike the people on the Titanic. The actual Titanic that sunk, not Kel's version of the Titanic. We don't have another ship ready to go. But, you know, we're going to talk kind of fighting. You know, we probably have the biggest uh, trilogy fight in sporting history coming up this, this week. Uh, give me your thoughts on the whole McGregor-Dustin Poirier fight.
1: Um, if McGregor can actually come out and fix his stance from a wide stance striker, which is what he's traditionally been, what he's always really been, because he gets a lot of his power based from off off that back foot, shifting all his weight to his front foot. In order to do that, you have to be a wide stance striker and. Along with that I mean It gives him a good defense From takedowns And so he kind of Had to adapt To that style But If he can't fix his stance That leg is just Going to completely Just What happened last night Where he's just going to Keep getting kicked And kicked and kicked Until he can't walk Yeah And then once he can't walk His ground game sucks Can't throw Well no He can't throw hands And his ground game sucks Like Let's be honest Everyone knows what McGregor is He's a deadly Deadly striker I'm not going to say his ground game is terrible. Well, left because left hand touches people. They go to sleep. That, 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 exactly. They that's don't the, come back. They, they go the down problem. like the Titanic did. That, well, that's the problem. He's The real Titanic. He's deathly good at it. Whoa. He is. Woo. Anyways, he is. but we all learn he can't really wrestle. He can wrestle good enough to get away from majority of competition, yeah, but man, whenever he gets to the top... Well, he's trying to keep the fight standing. But that's the thing, though. Like, he's good enough to escape takedowns, and if he does get on the ground, he's good enough to like, escape m- majority of the time and get back up. Let's be honest. If he was in this room, he'd definitely tap both of us out. But oh, yeah. if it was wrestling, he would definitely tap both of us out. But As I'm saying, is as it gets to that upper echelon tier of just, you know, that, zeros, that 0.001% of the world, his wrestling is subpar. And um, if that front leg gets taken again, uh, I don't see how he could win. And in order for him to change that stance, it makes it, in, it makes him an easier target to, to get taken down. Once he gets taken down, Poirier is a lot better wrestler and ground-and-pounder than he is a real striker.
0: Yeah, man, and I, I do get that, but I think, you know, I mean, dude's never lost two fights in a row. I mean, he's a master at making adjustments and what he needs to do. And I mean, everybody- if Khabib
1: would have taken that fight number two in a row, which would have been a big money ticket, who knows what would have happened, but I think I'm taking Khabib in that.
0: Yeah, I mean, great. Yeah, because, I mean, I I would say that because he's the most dominant fighter of all time. But, I mean, you know, like I said, Conor's never lost two fights in a row. And he's going to make adjustments. He's going to do what he needs to do. And I think everybody that's talking about it is all like, well, he's not in the gym anymore. He's not training like he used to. Like, people, you need to realize, like, dude's not even doing any media for this fight. You know, like, they think, everybody says, that although Connor's this new cat, he's done, he's washed and all this. Like, he's not doing, he's, he's literally locked himself in the gym and just been going
1: to work. Well, you can lock yourself in the gym as long as you want, but if you're still practicing the same habit that got you beat the last time, you're still going to get fucking beat. I think, but I think, too, though, is, you know,
0: the dude's an, inter- not saying Dustin Poirier isn't, but the dude's an entertainer. Like when
1: he, oh well, no, he's the Ric Flair right oh, now. he's Ric Flair of, of MMA, yeah, yeah. He's, he like, he's the wheeling, dealing, Rolex wearing champion. And like, people that, say, people say, you know, so in the like, second fight
0: there was people there and all that, but it's not what he's used to. Like he's an entertainer, he's a showman. He's the type of guy that you know when he comes out of the tunnel and he sees the thousands and thousands of people there, like that ignites him. It gets him going, and it gives him... I think what it really does for him is it activates, you know, that killer instinct almost. Because, I mean, you look in... If you look in the fight, in the second fight, you know, less crowds and in Abu Dhabi and, you know, everything just the way it was with COVID and all that, it just didn't look like the same guy. Like, he didn't look like he was on the attack. It looked more like he was just kind of going through the motions, just, you know, just kind of wasn't flowing as he normally does. And I just think in this third fight, I think he's going to bring it to him. I think he'll knock him out in the first two rounds on the second one, he almost knocked him out in the first round. Even Dustin Poirier said that. He was like, yeah, he tagged me. And I was wobbling for a
1: couple seconds there. Poirier is also one of those guys who... um, Quite frankly, I don't know if... hmm, His head's strong enough. Like, I believe his egg can be cracked, metaphorically saying. Because once that egg is cracked, I... Uh, Let's be honest We saw with Ben Askren He took it flying Knees to the head And that egg got cracked And Same thing like
0: Chuck Liddell I mean dude got knocked out by just Little touch jabs
1: Yeah but that's the thing A lot of guys are like Always sitting there saying Oh you know He has a tough head He has a tough head But that head can only Take so many hits It's no different than in football You take so many hits to the head Eventually you're just going to Start randomly getting Tapped in the head And you're going Out like a light Once that egg gets cracked It gets cracked But here's the thing Poirier's head eh, It seems pretty good right now and if Connor doesn't land a flush, a flush left, like I'm talking, real flush left, maybe even two or three of those, he needs to, in the first two rounds. If he doesn't land those in the first two rounds, I believe that leg's going to be get, that leg's going to get taken.
0: Yeah, it'll
1: it'll happen again. Like that's what happened in the first fight. It'll you'll see history repeat itself. If Connor doesn't one fix his stance, he needs to be able to fix his stance, to where. He goes back to where he was traditionally whenever he first came in. He first came in, yeah, granted, his stance was a little bit wide for a striker, but he was pretty narrow, and he was getting taken down a lot. That's why he started going to this wider and wider and wider stance to really prevent that, but uh, I, I just don't see how... I hope. I honestly hope I'm wrong because if I'm wrong, that means that we're going to get a trilogy, and with the trilogy it's going to be a lot better to watch because you're going to see how good their coaching really is and everything that goes into it. But I just don't see how, uh, how Connor wins this without knocking him out with a flush, with a couple flush hits. And they need to be flush. And if they don't I don't think he's cracking that egg.
0: He's gotta get him on the defensive for sure. Yeah. He's gotta get him aware of the you know, the striking of, you know, he's just got that's what he does. I mean, he gets people on the defensive. I mean, you see what he did that he let Nate Diaz when he fought Diaz the first time, he let Diaz you know, Diaz was on the defensive the first what, two first round of that fight the first time, and then yeah. he let started letting him get his offense going and Nate Diaz won that fight, but then they fight again and he doesn't let him ever get the offense going until really late and he ends up winning but I think I think he'll win this fight I think he'll he'll win it convincingly I think he'll go and fight for the belt and I really want him to win because it's good for the sport really because you know that's the that's still the money guy you know you want you want the big bucks you go fight him and if he's a and honestly my opinion on this if there's anybody that's going to bring Khabib back out of retirement it's going to be him
1: Khabib will never come back out of retirement well, let's agree to disagree. But well, I'm just gonna be honest with you. I don't think he will, based on the fact that, like. But what do you
0: what what do you got? Connor and two or Connor uh, or
1: Dustin winning? Who 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 you got here? It really just depends on adjustments. But as far as I see it, I think. Mm, I don't know. It's really hard for me to say because if Connor makes the right adjustments, he he has he's a better fighter. He's just overall, you know, he has that lightning in a bottle. Um. But if he doesn't, oh gosh, I don't know, man. It's hard for me to say. I, I'll tell you, what, I'll take Poirier again in three, because okay. I, I don't, I don't see, I don't see, Connor making, or being able to. You have to also remember, it's a pretty quick turnaround to really change your stance completely and still have the same amount of power and get used to striking like that again, and it, it's hard. It's really hard because, you know. You teach yourself to strike a certain way And stand a certain way And do all this stuff Repeatedly Like you just bash your head into it And I know He hasn't been doing press And they've been preparing for this fight now For what? How many months? A couple months Yeah A couple months I don't know I see him um, I see him coming out in the first round Looking good Second round You're going to see that stance start to switch back And once that stance starts to switch back, because he starts to tire down, he's looking for that real knockout blow, and he's not getting that same amount of power from that more narrow stance, you're going to see that leg starts to get chopped down. And once that leg starts to get chopped down, you're going to see Conor go down again. And when he goes down, it's wraps.
0: Yeah. I agree. But I I got Conor in, too.
1: Like I said, I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Because if I'm right, I don't think it's good for the UFC. Mm. but you know what do i know i'm just a juco football player at 24
0: exactly that's what i said but we're gonna wrap it up for this podcast i appreciate you coming on man i don't know where exactly where this went but you know whatever guys uh this one's a little lengthy i apologize it's probably uh, it's about the same time our normal ones are but um yeah if you guys haven't go ahead and follow our twitter page and this podcast will be uploaded probably I would say real soon yeah real soon we'll go with that cause it's a holiday week and yeah everybody's still recovering but I'm gonna wrap it up here man if you know if you guys you know it's for the 9 to fivers podcast let you, you guys get after it every day so you know like I always say just prop your feet up drink a cold beer grab your lady make some sweet love to her and yeah Join us again next week. See who our guest is. I appreciate you, Kale. And we are out, folks. Have a good one.